I am Lewis, and like a high-end helicopter landing on an oil tanker, this is happening. Did they land a helicopter on the tanker? I didn't see oh, that that's, part. That's what the Yemenis did. So The Yemen, um, not the Iranians, the Yemenis did that? That's the Yemenis amazing. did that. And I think the Iranians, I don't know how the Iranians took, took their their one just now, but I imagine it was similar. Um, well, I would assume you just show up alongside, I mean, I, what I assumed happened was they showed up alongside it with gunboats and just said, okay, you're... This is ours now. You didn't I mean, see like the video school. where the the government of Yemen sent a hind helicopter full of troops. No, no, been, you know, in fact, MIA, I still haven't actually. seen. I've seen like a, still frames, but I still haven't seen the um the paraglider attack from Gaza. So if you could send me um oh, links wow. to that video, yeah. I would be much appreciated because I still haven't that happened. Yeah. Anyway, I just I still haven't seen that. Okay. Anyway, yes, it happened on this on the vision quest. But uh, yeah, no, <laughs> the the Yemenis when they first started this whole thing. I believe it was might not behind behind maybe for effect, but it might have been an MI8. Um, they took a f- helicopter, uh, f- like d- draped with two massive flags one uh, one Yemeni government uh, Houthi government flag and one Palestinian flag, and like landed on the tanker. Or not t- that might have been a car- cargo ship because it's a little easier yes. to land on those with the, with the big flat uh, all those big flat you know parts of them sure so, yeah. Uh, yeah um but i speaking of uh landing helicopter and things uh we are going to do ge- geopolitics uh this will not be as some commenters have said a cringe video games episode um which is great to hear for a video <laughs> do we, game show do we, do we get do we get that's funny one um, was like is it really a video game show god damn it <laughs> uh, we know <laughs> but i did say some things about far cry um and that shit took a turn. Holy moly. Um, so I said like, like it wasn't super hyper libtarded. Um, and it, it's still not, but it, so there are three provinces in the game that you like secure, um, in a certain order, right? Uh, it doesn't matter, but it's like player decided it's open world and each province has a faction that you kind of get on side. And I took them, in order of ascending libtardedness, I guess. And the, so the first one I went to was like, oh, it's like the it's the farmers in the kind of plains region, and they're fighting against the government. Um, it's like led by an old farming family that was like seems like semi aristocratic or aristocratic, and it's kind of very reactionary, very trad like guerrilla stuff, if you will, like very traditional how you would imagine that kind of thing goes. Um, like origin of the term guerrilla, like in Spain, guerrilla, like uh, from the first war yeah, uh, against France, yes. very guerrilla. Yes, the second one is was also like it was like I I bet I played before I made the comments. I played this, and it was like it's like the old communists who are all ancient from the revolution in the sixties, 
and the like young, uh, kind of college student typey anarchists, maybe a little more Antifa vibes, um, but not really that hard. And they're like have issues with each other, you know, and they don't get along. And it was still, it was still like very acceptable. There was like a gay person in their uh, in their faction, whatever, because it's Antifa or whatever. But who really cares? And then I went to the third uh, area, which was brutal. It was like your faction, <laughs> like Libertad, which are like the the one that you're in, and you're kind of unifying these factions by working alongside them. And it's led by a uh, a rap group, which is a black woman and a Twinkie-looking uh, Hispanic male who are, like, very affectionate and weird, and also both, like, horrendous cowards. And it comes out that the, the Twinkie male guy is a uh, female-to-male transgender who, while a female-to-male transgender hip-hop artist gorilla uh got his transition surgery in like without an- anesthetic in like the gorilla hospital and this is presented as a very tough thing that he had his tits cuts off with no anesthesia which also like not a thing that happens like i don't know if you can do voluntary surgeries <laughs> without being under anesthesia but it's really the whole thing gets very gay um they shoot a government official for misgendering them but it also the problem is it's so fucking over the top and retarded that like I'm still okay with the game. Like, it's fine. And then the other thing is the uh, the gorilla is, like, always talking about leaving. Like, his, his arc is he's a car- coward who wants to flee Cuba to America and leave the revolution because the society of the island is still, like, transphobic. Wow. Uh, yeah, no, it's, like, retarded. That's his, like, that's, again- that reminds me of, like, in the, um, the Dragon Age Inquisition where there was, like, I guess it was one of the, not your party. Your, would the Iron Bull ran the one of your party members had a mercenary company, and they had like a whole thing about how like you are, a, I forget, I think you are a man, even though you, I mean it was just like just the most ham fisted. I don't know if it's yeah. a self insert or what kind of insertion. Oh God, I'm talking. Oh, about oh God, the insertions. <laughs> <laughs> gotta keep the gotta keep the wound. Uh, what do they call it? Uh, what, dilated. Open? Yes. Yeah, D- dilated. Got to, got to keep the. Uh, uh, I think that's enough of that. But um, wow, yeah, that's um, well, I think that's also well, I, the reason I bring that up is because I think that's also kind of an artifact of a, of a particular time, sort of almost immediately post GamerGate, where like I don't, I guess I don't play recent releases so much anyway. But I, I was aware of this these stories and those kinds of stories and care, you know, this kind of tr- trans inclusivity type stuff. Um, from the gaming press, I haven't seen much about that recently. I, I wonder if they still do it in that kind of a way. I'm not. I'm. I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I could go into more of the game. How like how lazy? Like the, it's even like I don't know if it's like somebody was taking the piss, but like or like our guys somewhere at Ubisoft was like every mission you go on, they don't. It's you do all of the work, and then these two like weirdos like take credit for it, like the guy becomes like a badass when the girl gets like wounded in the course of gorilla things. And like his badassery amounts to sending you on a mission to capture a guy 
and then you capture a guy and our interior. Like, you do all this yourself as the player. You capture a guy, and while the guy you captured is being interrogated by you, he comes up and just shoots the guy in the head. Like, no, he was like he was you. You were no help <laughs> throughout the entire process of like this 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 whole like. And I don't know. I, I it's a fine game. Uh, it also still has one thing I didn't mention is that like Ubisoft uh, just doesn't care about Nazi shit. Like in terms of guns, like this island, you I towards the end, uh, I was playing with like archaic guns to make it harder for myself, and I had an MP40, a Luger, and a uh, FN and Fall, and I was very much doing the LARP bit. Um, but yeah, enough enough about video games. Uh, I guess they're uh, they're fine, they're fine. Although, also speaking of we're addressing comments, I did I did want to drive some engagement early, um, in terms of comments. Okay. I will purchase a microphone that's new, that like sounds better. <laughs> Just give me your recommendations. It has to be something that I can plug into USB. Um, I'm not doing anything crazy. Just like I think the Blue Yeti is the standard for like just a regular USB. But yeah, I want to see the audiences commentaries what's the current hype thing that's like a that's an old meme but it checks out the racist with the yeti right yeah well the audiospergs are uh do listen to this because somebody caught that like i have terrible audio i'm aware of this and someone caught that you changed your your like well yeah and but part of the reason why while we're doing the audiospergery bit um telegram doesn't record direct from the metal it records what telegram like when we because we were recording this over telegram and so I, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, um, we're you still working. Better than me. You would yeah, sound better I, than well, me. Well, I'm back to my previous because I, I thought ah, it doesn't matter. I'll, I'll try a different solution. It didn't end up working. I'm gonna try something else in the future also, and and, and keep playing around with it. Um, but yeah, definitely it did. This I'm sure sounds better than my previous. Um, I'm still met. We're still messed. Yeah. Anyway, Audiosbergs unite and um. Uh yeah, get me a thing that I can plug into a USB. If there's something better and, than a Yeti or with a comparable yeah, price or something yes. like that, yeah. Whatever's okay. the current thing, uh, I don't mind holding a microphone if it's that, and I don't mind. I would prefer a headset, but I don't care. I have microphone, I have headphones to put on too. So whatever. Sure. Anyway, um, enough logistics, right? Uh, so, how much of the war did you miss? <laughs> of the Gaza war? Yeah. Pretty much all the opening phases, all the first month, especially. Yeah. Really? So. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I mean, a, I saw kind of like it was I mean, wild, I, I dude. Saw the memes. <laughs> yeah, no, well, yeah. and now it's been a couple months, and maybe I think it's worth taking um, taking stock and, and maybe some retrospective. There's also been some some fairly recent developments, and and I think it's probably a good opportunity for us because, um, you know, in big strokes in terms of the overall like Zionist world government tier machinations, um, the you know Mike and the tedious the guys on tedious have. have been covering it that way but as far as the nitty-gritty of it i haven't i just i think it's sort of beyond the scope of the program which is good because it gives us an opportunity to, to discuss yeah. some of the um that kind of stuff all right so uh gaza has multiple uh entries and exits uh kind of gates if you will and they're staffed by uh israeli armed forces but the gazans have over time, basically, like, whatever they can see, they can kind of kill. Uh, yeah. This is the status, This has been the status quo for a while. Like, so there's kind of a buffer zone 
where if you're even leaving Gaza, like you don't see an Israeli soldier for like a while. Like you're going through like buildings and presenting papers to video cameras. Like the the Jews are very backed off of like with a bit of a, with a buffer zone from Gaza, and that's on every entrance and exit. And you know, even the there's like the guard towers don't have guards in them. They have machine gun turrets in them that are manned by remote control, um, inside buildings or offsite even. And the Hamas uh, was able to like just attack them and win. They did like sophisticated attacks with uh, small drones. Uh, knocking out these like cameras and these gun turrets, um, sending in like combat engineer teams, I guess you'd call them, with effectively Bangalore torpedoes or demolition charges to smash open these walls in sometimes in parts of gates. Because the the gate attacking the gate obviously is the most it's the most defended part, but also like when you attack where the most the people are that are defend you know they're defending, you can like suppress them there. So they they created a ton of breaches on both on both the gates and the like small outpost bases and the uh, main just main wall just blowing it up and rushing through at the same time conducting a, to cover all this you know a massive rocket strike that was also covering uh, the numbers are fuzzy but I'm going to say at least fifty. Maybe more guys in uh, engine-driven paragliders just going for it, and uh, as like have an aerial assault on several locations as well, and then also uh, they went by sea, like on the you know from coast to coast. Some of they have alleged they were used divers at some points, even um, probably not. Or probably they probably just used speedboats, and because the Israeli base that coordinates all of this is like the northern by the northern gate as they they quickly advanced just after they blew the breaches they like charged through like you do in like you know standard infantry tactics like modern this is modern small unit stuff they took that base so quickly the base that theory would coordinate the immediate response was just immediately out the game and it was kind of like the the meme of Hitler sleeping in on D-Day where like the, the people there, there was no one to coordinate these forces to respond. And it took multiple days of like Hamas forces going out and raiding kibbutzes and bases and taking prisoners and, and in the raves. And there was Jews responding in the area, but they were utterly uncoordinated. I, I, I saw Jews on Twitter complaining. I don't know how true it is. I presume there's at least some truth to it um, of essentially helicopter pilot, IDF helicopter pilots who wanted to go do something and were told by command to sit tight. Now, there's all there's kinds of. There's also video of the of helicopter pilots at the rave responding and yeah. shooting a lot of vehicles under questionable circumstances that may have been full of Jews. Right. So some people. Right. Yeah, some people were there's all sorts of reasons why you would why command would like you know they were they were bitching about it but it's like i mean the jews on twitter were bitching that that, that order had been given but like it doesn't take much thinking to understand why that's probably that was actually probably the right call yeah but also to like it, that's the right call because it's your race of insane sociopaths <laughs> like right like 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 obviously you know it, it 
it's like like calm down Jews, you know, like you don't have to yeah. actually uh like the like I though that that whole phase of like the Jewish the Jewish response being so slow allowed like multiple waves of reserve both a lot of multiple waves of like Hamas reserves to go forth and that probably weren't even part of the like initial planning and also get on get it on the capturing stuff like i mean they captured and probably destroyed like 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 tanks like heavy tanks like merkavas um they uh, they 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 got in and returned to like inter, into their own defenses relatively you know intact i mean they took probably losses for sure obviously but it was extremely effective it was extremely uh modern like this with these were they these are these are this is a modern uniformed infantry light infantry co force co combined doing arms aerial assault like <laughs> I mean, that's no joke but also like just even like the the base at the baseline like they are these guys are they're in uniforms um gen generally in uniforms like this was a this is this is a military on a military this like this is um, this is the, the the whole like ha hamas is like playing second fiddle to hezbollah was because Hamas would, could send rockets and stuff, but they could never, like, actually stand and fight with the IDF like an army, like Hamas can, or sorry, like Hezbollah can. And they proved they can. Like, they, they are attacking military targets in a military fashion on the ground. Uh, if you're a Maoist, they've entered, I believe, phase three of the revolutionary struggle. Phase one being, like, propaganda organization. Phase two being, like, just guerrillas in the mountains doing pinpricks. To phase three, which is a mixed, both guerrillas in the mountains doing pinpricks and like sending missiles, and also a uniformed force fighting in the field like a regular army, while you also fight as a guerrilla army. Um, so, if you're if you're if you use that kind of Maoist an analysis, they're on step three. Um, towards we're gonna you know, have to do an episode on the red on the red book at some point. I think. Um, yeah. It's, it, yeah. But yeah. anyway, yes. Uh, um, sorry. Go on. So this 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 is gets this gets them like uh, kind of foot in the door. Uh, Israel is given a major bloody nose. Um, hilariously, because of this intelligence base that I mentioned that get overrun quickly, it was an intel like pogue ass pogue base. Like in the you know it's not full of soldiers, <laughs> so yeah, they captured uh, a person other than Grunt for the yes. pogues in the audience. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was a pogue ass pogue base, so it was full of chicks. So they got like a, a, a <laughs> disproportionate the amount of like. The, the the girls that didn't make the cut for the calendar or or both. Uh, from what I can tell, uh, the hotter girls were at the rave. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the uglier girls were in the IDF uh, intelligence torture fucking unit in this base that yeah, basically just like harasses yeah. like you get like swept and harassed and fucked with if you ha if like, one of the people who has the necessary permits and money and connections to be allowed to leave Gaza and work somewhere else. These are the ones who just like fuck with them and pull them out of the line occasionally and just torch them for a while. Like, like it's it's a, I mean, listen, Israeli intelligence is like retarded and horrendous in a lot of ways. Like, it's it's actually well, that was one of the first talking points that uh, I saw in kind of normie world, um, both Republican and Democrat, but mostly in the conservatard world of um, essentially asking this question of like what how was there this intelligence failure? Isn't the Mossad the greatest intelligence service on the planet? And, and prompting a reevaluation of that prior, 
which is good. I think that's you know yeah. Worth I think part of the big thing is that you do, like Gaza is a city, and it is a community, and like so there's this thing with political power in America, as white nationalists know, unless you can like walk to somebody's house in a day, you really don't have much connection to them, right? Like a lot of white nationalists are all over America, but they kind of all live relatively separately. They don't like it's hard to hang out, if you will, right? So we communicate a lot online, and because of that nature of that, a lot of our stuff is easy to intercept through all the manner of methods, right? But if all of your communication is literally like a guy talks to a guy who talks to a guy, you just like, go and have tea at someone's house. Mm. Yeah, like it's it's you can't even like you can you can to some degree even insert agents into that or like turn people, but in Gaza, there's it's very hard to insert somebody. Obviously, because like everyone fucking knows everybody, because it's a it's a tiny area, and uh, also there's no leverage that they have on you. In if you live in Gaza, right? Yeah, there's well, yeah. the Jews can't dox you as an anti-Semite, <laughs> and because it, well, that's what I was gonna say is it's it, the thing is it's also just a race war, and yes. so I, I heard a case of like a you know there was a triple agent. Because of course there was a triple agent, you know, an, an Arab who was pretending to work with uh, Mossad or Shin Bet, but was actually a triple agent for Hamas. Because of course, like, yeah, because he's a fucking Palestinian, like, you know, and 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 so I mean, maybe you might find the you know very rare occasional collaborator. Uh, I think I, I, as I recall, I've seen some. I don't know if they were executed or not, some kind of capture and punishment of of Palestinian collaborators. But that was like there was like one video of that with a, like half a dozen guys at most, and and. Yeah, it's a it's a race war, and there's just no incentive, and really very little to also, no there's possibility. Like, there's profound incentive for someone like say in Gaza, where you know money's not is kind of tight. There's profound incentive to become a double agent and say talk talk to your buddy in Hamas. Say hey, I'm going to tell the Israelis I'm passing information. Give me right. some garbage to pass, and right. they'll give us money. Exactly. Say, okay. Like right. Yeah, like, exactly. How is that not like every every like talk about a startup? I'm, like every, I'm every, sure that it is. I mean, this is the problem. This is a this is the probably at, at base one of the the primary factors leading to this so-called intelligence failure. Um, which I don't know how much. I mean, I, at at a certain level, not to um, I don't know. Maybe it's not worth. So I I t- intelligence failure. I don't. I actually totally disagree that. Like, yeah, you can't stop this, right? Right. So like by right. the nature of how this works, there is a. Like the Gaza is a hostile military base full of enemy soldiers, <laughs> right? Right. Your little shitty intelligence base is like what three kilometers? Whatever. I don't know how many. I don't know how far. I'm sure it was probably like ten kilometers away or whatever, or five kilometers away. At some point, they're gonna get you. You know, like they right. can do like they they can fully mobilize and you not notice. Like it's a military right. base, right? Like. The, like, well, they also have the underground tunnel network, and they're as we they're not relying on electronic signals so much. So yeah, it's it's just I don't know how how you stop yeah. it really. There were old rumors of them back in the day running like literal World War One trench telephone lines, <laughs> like like copper, like cool, copper. But yeah, no, I mean you know the underground, you know, like literally air gapped from the internet in the most. Yeah. You know, brutal possible way like yeah um which is also i think what people often speculated like some of those missions that like before the war i mean like the case they would the idf would send like an infiltration team and they get like shot up and fall back 
like some special forces team, people were speculating like they were calling these assassination missions, but oftentimes they didn't get their targets, and that actually maybe they were like trying to like World War One style like put a physical phone tap on that line, like right, um, go in there at night where you think the line is, dig and like literally tap like see they could at, see the way like the the like a literal wiretap, if you will. Um, and then since then. Uh, you know, the eventually, like the Jews got their shit together and like mobilized uh, 17, 18 percent of their entire workforce. Um, but also, the Jewish economy isn't real, so it doesn't really matter that they're not, they're not at work. Like the Israeli economy doesn't produce stuff. You know, um, it 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 just takes. It's a it's a very consumptive. There's like they don't export anything, so it's not really an issue. They, they, they just buy things that come in you know and then like the fucking even the farms have like hired labor you know like the jews are like right. you know they don't do that you know even uh <laughs> Farm but anyway labor? Oh, yeah so they've mobilized they they pushed the gods back in and then there was about a month where the jews didn't even weren't really able to send the ground force into gaza proper or yeah. about like tw- I think it was like twenty something days, almost a month, when like they were they were afraid because the Jews are terrified of Gaza. Um, in twenty fourteen, Hamas just beat them. Like this happened yeah. on a smaller scale. This entire conflict happened once in miniature, where they didn't have to. Go, they didn't mobilize. Like there was not a general mobilization, but the the IDF went into Gaza to destroy Hamas, and then had to leave. Like tail between their legs had to pull out well and 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 it's worth emphasizing uh they have basically no uh, they have uh would you you say it's like low i guess high casualty sensitivity in other words um any kind of losses on any kind of scale are politically infeasible for the israeli government it it's um people don't they're they're just not prepared psychologically it's Probably, pre- I think, pretty pretty similar to um, the American psyche of this attitude of like, oh, we just take care of everything with, you know, drones and airstrikes, and you know, there's no need for anyone to ever die in armed conflict. Well, that's increasingly not true. Obviously, hasn't been true for for this conflict, and so they're very, very, um, they just they they don't want to take. It's not just it's it, it, they're just extremely sensitive to casualties. Yes, and 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 the. And I think there is some of that, like that is um, political. Like they could just ignore those politically, but also the thing with being like, even if you're casually insensitive, you don't want to just like take casualties, right? Like they right. could be yeah, 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 yeah. being more aggressive on the ground with like just infantry trying to like take, putting like you know four guys on a street corner on every street corner as far as they can get into Gaza City. But th- those guys are going to take such brutal attrition that it's actually not even worth it if you could pull off those. Like the, sure, like the guy. So, and even like, so let's say they did do that in like one of these neighborhoods. Well, what if they tunnel in? Like, what if you? What if? What if? What if they have a tunnel into like one of those city blocks beyond your cordon, and now there's, you know, guys running around your back line, and like Hamas. Say, say a Hamas. Like thirty Hamas guys get behind your back line, they can just overwhelm all these little four to ten man squads. You're you're dotting around 
in that kind of traditional like you know place to place occupation stuff so they really they really are fucked um in that respect they uh somebody i think a bit of an armchair warlord called it like they're fighting pac-man war where if you look at the maps of the conflict and like how they're declaring victory anywhere a jewish like vehicle or soldier goes they declare like secured so it but like obviously it's a guerrilla war they they just the 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 uh fighters just fall back and come back the next day right like they just take their positions right back because they they can't have like gaza city is dense and it is a city you like they it's basically it's so like a two mile long uh counter-strike map no i mean is my understanding I'm, well, it's, well, yeah, it's a little bit longer than that but yeah but yeah um but yeah it's, it's about wide i think but, but you, like you, they just physically can't do it and they can't do it and they and they are they have these te- like then so then like what so that was like the initial thing then the jews do go in and hamas was hyping up that they have these tandem uh rpg rockets which you know it's a it's a different warhead on what appears to be a just general stand or you know bog standard iranian russian chinese east german whoever you know rpg launcher base and they and they work they the they can penetrate a tank at close range which we knew from ukraine that like at close range an rpg will kill a tank everyone knows this like a anti-tank RPG will work, but traditionally, the kind of RPGs you would see in these conflicts were just like the general purpose ones, or at best, uh, high what's called high EDP, which is uh high like a high explosive one, but it's got a delay. It's like the fuse is delayed, so oh, it hits. So it can penetrate, and then you yeah. get some penetration, but it's not like yeah. a true like it's not a true. It's not a true yeah. It's not a It's a, not a, a tandem. Is it yeah a tandem charge where it's a the tandem is a Oh no! So Sabo, I think does, Sabo goes all the way through, right? Okay. Sabo I mean, just means Sabo just means that the the projectile is smaller than the tube. Okay. Uh, great, great at more velocity. It's a thing for tank rounds. It's less, not really a thing for rocket for missiles. I see. Um, so the ta- tank guns use Sabos that are small. Um, it's a it's a different. It's it's really a. Yeah, those are just high velocity. They they, they go through because they're going so fucking fast. Say, they don't. They don't. They don't. The idea isn't yeah. to like. It's not like a, a heat round. It's it literally just blows all the way through the whole thing. Yes. I Tan, yeah. Tandem operates on um, two different charges. One basically clearing the way for the next one. Yeah. Sure. Um, and they also, I don't know how they found this out. Um, Hezbollah has been doing testing uh, in these little like in the periodic Hezbollah skirmishes. Where they figured out that the trophy APS system, which is a system that intercepts um, missiles that are going kind of tank and fires, basically like a shotgun effect kind of thing. Well, it's like it looks like a claymore or something. Like it's like yes. it's like on the outside of the tank in these plates, and then when anything when the radar picks up something that you know trips the alarm for incoming yes. rocket, then they yeah blow out in a with a shotgun. But it'll also jib any. Uh, dismounted infantry in the vicinity, which is one of the problems they've been having. Not according to the manufacturer. <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> it turns out the IDF does not believe the manufacturer. The manufacturer is yeah. very clear. Like that's why it's so. Their son is it's so good because it's it's more pinpoint and it won't insta give you if you're nearby. 
don't know how true uh, that is. I don't think it's true at all. Well, they don't. They, 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 certainly, the because, idea of soldiers don't don't believe don't manifest yeah, do all. not believe that. Yeah. But anyway, so these systems were very effective in 2014, and in previous conflicts with Hamas, um, where the IDF they they like if you read the Wikipedia page for the system, it's all about how great they were in the previous couple conflicts, how like armor losses and armor damage was dropped by like orders of magnitude. Um, the intercepted rates were crazy. Hezbollah figured out, and everyone kind of knew, that you just send two missiles at the same time. Like, these systems are good, but if you if you literally send... <laughs> uh, and the Russians have actually made, a, made a, I think, I believe, a Cornet missile to, to that, that does this, where you just you just fire two. Like, yeah. it can intercept one, but not two. It's like, uh, it's like I don't know how... Yes. You just fire two. What do you mean? I don't know how Hamas or Hezbollah figured this, this out, yeah. but there's also another issue with the t- with the trophy system, um, which I is much more profound because these things use a uh, like radar, and they need to like generate a radar track. Yeah, yeah. If you fire under fifty meters, they don't work. That's what I and so this was this was, uh, we're leading up to I, and now this I did see some dramatic footage of because uh, I guess this was happening a little once there were Israeli tanks. Um, trying to maneuver within Gaza City proper, you had dudes appearing out of tunnels, like slapping IEDs on the side and then blasting it with an RPG and running back in the tunnel, yep. uh, which is like <laughs> fucking so, crazy. But, and and as crazy as it is, <laughs> these guys are just operate. This is what light infantry do in urban warfare to tanks and have done it in, since World War II. Like light infantry has been able to just absolutely chew up tanks yeah, in urban no, warfare. Uh, well, and, and like any so reasonable, any good modeled war game for World War II, like tanks are, you know, not going to fight as well in cities as they do. I mean, World War, you know, if you're playing as the Wehrmacht, you're, you're going to want to keep your tanks on the planes and not try to uh, do urban assault. Yeah. And, and the, and the Jews seem to be, uh, they're aware of this. Like they're not, that stupid right they're not they don't think like oh we'll send the tanks in the city but i think there's just not like a better option um and the thing is as an infantryman if your choice is to have a tank supporting you in urban warfare or not have a tank supporting you the answer for you is very like it's like obviously i want the tank on my side like tanks aren't useless in urban warfare it's a big platform but as a tanker you're like yeah and the promise of this trophy system was that it would solve that. And it turns out, like, not even, like, no, just not at all. And um, because of this, there's this thing in the mili- in military where, like, if systems don't work or soldiers don't think they work, they stop maintaining them. And you start, or they just don't get equipped. So you're starting to see, like, less and less of these systems equipped than you That's did true. Initially. I've seen a lot of cope cages, you know, the, the wire mesh to prevent drone attacks. I, I see... Basically, almost no, um, like you know, that kind of scale of, of claymores or whatever it is. The, the yeah, the, 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 yeah, like the, the, the big triangles, they're kind of, yeah, yeah, or, um, so yeah, I think, I think they're just like also just they're also just pulling stuff out of reserve. So uh, we don't know how widespread this equipment was in their in their inventory and what percentage of tanks got equipped with it. They said right. a lot, but uh, I saw some, I've seen I, videos I have to track that it down, it's the contrary. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I, apparently they're they're talking about um, 
not including it on the next on the next mark of the Abrams, from what I understand, which you know you can understand if it basically well, the, doesn't work. It's also really well, heavy, from what I understand. It's also very expensive. Um, right. I think there will be like it's too it's too elegant a solution not to be implemented, incorporated but, somehow. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, and and also technically, it's like it's not that expensive compared to you know like a tank. You know, like re- relative to weight, weight and size and cost of a tank, it is still cheaper. I think the big winner here is the Russians and the Ukrainians with the ERA stuff. Just the, just basically the bricks of basically somewhat less powerful C4 that you use as armor. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then while tandem charges are designed to deal with that, they still like those things have a great interception rate because there's no like technical bullshit going on it's just right another layer of a kind of armor um this actually exact same thing happened uh constantly in world war ii with like uh adding like outer plates like a ga- air gaps plates between uh like the sides of tanks um just deal with like bazookas and then the bazookas getting more um more tandem type rounds and like this is this stuff is as old as time but generally the uh it goes to the, the the infantryman generally wins because once you're that close, there's a yeah. million things you can do that aren't just like an yeah. RPG. Like you can run up right. and slap shit on it. You can target <laughs> tread. Also, you can just target the treads of this thing. And sure. you know, like right. there's like, you can't armor, like you, the treads are unarmorable. So you can, you can, you can do a lot of good as an infantryman up, up real close. And I think Hamas is like, Hamas is a, like just treat them when you see those numbers like you would treat any modern like infantry division right so they have estimates would say some estimates said uh 3000 uh, 30000 fighters and then 2000 in kind of a reserve status reserve kind of status so that's three divisions on the field and two infantry divisions in reserve uh the Jews sent against them five divisions uh, but about more, a little more than that with support and stuff, and uh, that were modern and had these tanks and equipped and equipped them. And when you look at it, like okay, they got sent because the Jews sent fifty thousand, fifty thousand. Just assuming I think the hardware would make a difference, but they were playing on you know home turf and they lost. I don't know if the Jews have the ability to insert a hundred thousand, like, or if if going by the math, like if there's. 50,000 troopers, enemy troopers holding the city, you need to send 150,000 by like the kind of conventional wisdom of it, right? And equipment can make up some of that, but not in an urban setting and not when they're like, you know. Well, not when it's a race well war in. against dug in like fanatical defenders. I mean, so that's just... that's one thing I kind of want, I do want to push, push back on is the, uh, the there's a characterization of Hamas as like fanatics. They're, I don't mean the, fanatics. I, no, mean, no, I, well, mean. Okay. I know what you mean. Yeah, I know, I know. I know what you mean. But like, they're extremely like clear-eyed and political about this, and they don't do like sure. the, the suicide bombing the thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't mean it's like with this. Yeah, I just mean they just they're have prof- extremely like, hot. The, the way yeah. I view them is they're professional. Like they're they're actually yeah. very professional in what they're doing. Like they're accepting they're going to die. Um, they're obviously like religious in their, but like yeah, but I didn't mean like yeah, maybe the all, fanatical like, is maybe not the best word, but uh, are, they're, they're, I'm not like, talking about Islam, yeah, yeah, no, I yeah, mean, they are uh, Muslim, but they're not. That's not like this isn't yeah. a yeah. I, I, they're motivated the in the same way like 
they're 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 motivated in the same way any kind of like professional moderate force is motivated. And uh, well, with the addition that their their backs are already up against the wall, you know, like I mean, yeah. they, they they I think there's a very clear understanding that they they don't they have tunnels they can you know retreat to like in in or or whatever, but they don't really have operational space to retreat. Yeah, absolutely. They they it's they're they when they're under siege and uh the, I I don't know how we don't know how long they have like food and material reserves. Um, as an analyst, as as I can assess that they seem to have a shitload of those tandem RPGs. When you start to see like the older school RPGs come out, or them in or the uh, they start engaging, they have fifty caliber uh, like sniper rifles. If you start seeing older school RPGs, if you start seeing fifty caliber sniper rifles, if you start seeing like traditional Iraq style roadside bomb IEDs. At that point, then you can assume yeah, like over. Yeah. Hamas is running out of stuff. Well, do you but think there's any as possibility long as you they're, see that these... they're being resupplied? Like that's the, my my next yeah, question. I, I, is, I think it's yeah. I think it's possible. I don't think it's probable. I don't know. I would say there's there's, there's a chance that like there is a tunnel from Egypt into um, Gaza somewhere. The Egyptians that would control it are looking the other way. Egypt yeah. is a very divided country. Um, there are factions, much like Pakistan. Uh, it's very analogous if to Pakistan during the uh, war in Afghanistan, where the Pakistani government was an ally of the U.S. In the same way the Egyptian government is an ally of the U.S., but factions in that government are not. And there were factions in the government of Pakistan that were like well, and in both cases, Taliban. you know, talking about yeah. you know Muslim nations that the populace is overwhelmingly hostile to the United States. So yes, the government, the military dictatorship. In, in political control is quote unquote yeah. allied with Zog with the United States, but that's just not reflective yeah. of you know how people well, also, feel. Even yeah. even just in the in the government and military and police and air force and navy of Egypt, yeah, you're not going to get every yeah. every yeah. single person. It's just it's, it's not possible. You know that yeah. like I just think it's very possible that like somebody's getting paid off or has ideological reasons to ignore some tunnel somewhere, some cave. As in I Sinai. recall, in the, I, don't, I think it was I forget if it was in uh, I guess it. When was the last? The last level was Hezbollah. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. As I recall, the there was there was there was a tunnel um, that was being constructed from Lebanon into Gaza or something, and that was um, found out by the IDF. But maybe there are others that we, ju we just that don't was, know. And I was probably into the West Bank. I would doubt. Maybe like that. Yeah. That would be a tunneling effort. Okay. Like, probably you're right. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, that makes more um, sense. But yeah, for that sure, makes more sense. Uh, they and they, you know, absolutely. They actually are. There's definitely routes. There's tunnels, definitely from the west, from Lebanon in and out. And you know, there's just too much. Like Israel is has a lot of border. You know, right? There's a lot of yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And the more they create these kind of weird little islands and just the fractal patterns of, um, yeah, it just creates more problems. I guess that's you know, I'm sure that's part of why they want to just wipe everyone out in their path and. Um, yeah, yeah. So yes, and then it's, so the response. There's like also, like I said, the the the, the biggest response. Uh, well, I guess the Iran, the Iranian is Iran. Iran and the Iranians are kind of leading the. They're like the senior partner in this thing, and Hezbollah is also like a thing on its own. And, and Hezbollah's reaction to this has been to essentially ramp up border skirmishes to the point where they can't be ramped up anymore. Um, 
like Hezbollah Hezbollah is engaged in a shooting war uh or a border war over like and to where they are in North, in North Israel to the point where Israeli civilians have been evacuated um a lot of yeah, people that was my, so, so you you're, you're you're comfortable calling that just a shooting war at this point in Oh yeah like Israel. when okay. both sides are bombing each other's bases with like missile like uh Hezbollah has sent like actual big Okay, I didn't realize it, it had escalated that yeah, like that serious much. missiles into and blown up. Now the Israelis had like evacuated that base because they're under fire, you know. But like sure. they're hiding kill a lot of people with that. But they're but still, like, I mean, yeah, yeah. They're using ATGMs as sniper rifles, um, basically. Um, <laughs> really? Holy shit! That, oh, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. Ukraine thing. I, I've seen that in Ukraine. I didn't realize they were doing it's, it's, that. That was a big Syria thing. Uh, ATGMs yeah. are great, okay. like sniper rifles. If you, if you can't shoot, you know, five kilometers, sure. well, here's a <laughs> guy who can. <laughs> right, and, right, uh, right. The Iranians have been. You're familiar with the uh, Malyuka or the or the Sagar? No. Um, it's the if you ever see a BMP that just has like a missile strap to it, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. It's the briefcase launched HEGM made with the Soviet Union in the 60s. Okay. And uh. It's been a pain in the Jews' ass ever since the Egyptians got them. Uh, that's how they how they pushed them back in the, uh, you know, in the in the that's how they had to retook Sinai was with these things basically. And okay. the Soviets had this concept where um, there are these big like systems like for firing ATGMs that some are ATGMs are like wire guided at it like you fire them from the tank gun they're huge or it's like a tow missile it's this giant thing. But they're all like even the ones that are small, like the dragon launchers or your javelins, relatively small. It's like still a thing a guy's carrying around. It's a big old fucking tube. The Soviets had this concept where they didn't want it to be like um a huge like deal to carry these things around. So they made it they basically made a briefcase sized thing where the briefcase is just like a, a computer and a guidance system. And it's a wire, or so it's usually it was fly wire. They've they've been updating, and upgrading them. I think now they're on. Uh, now they fly by light, uh, blink, blinking light adjustments from the shooter. But the advantage of this, the briefcase system are the person firing it doesn't have to be anywhere near it. Well, anywhere near it is relative. Like you, you can be, you can set up this missile. Sure, and one like have line of sight, and then be somewhere else on the other side. And of you, the it has line there. of sight, and then you have line of sight as well, but yeah. from somewhere else, right? So the yeah. missile can launch from somewhere that's not you. It's much easier to carry around because it's just it's just a briefcase sized thing, and uh, they do pretty well. Um, the you know they they were actually used in Vietnam initially by the uh, by the Viet Cong and the North Vietnamese, and to, to pretty good effect. Um, they were initially all controlled by like a human, like the missile. The missile would actually be, like guy with a joystick in. Um, there, there, there's less of that. There's much less man in the loop now. But you do have to keep eyes on it. Like the target, the the shooter has to look. But they are real accurate. Um, they have a they have a very low, a uh, very high minimum range, which kind of their their uh their Achilles heel. Like if the enemy's too close, they can't be used. But they're really easy. Uh, to transport the missiles themselves are very small. Um, they're not much bigger than the briefcase. Like they're they could fit. A, they they could just be you know carried around. Um, they're easy to make. Everyone makes them. The North Koreans make them. The Iranians make them. Um, even some Eastern European countries still make them. 
Uh, they are kind of in a weird spot where no one's used them for terrorism yet, but it's probably going to happen at some point in human history. Um, because being able to shoot a politician from, from you know, 55 kilometers is like a good tool in the toolbox. And the Iranians have just absolutely dumped these things on Hezbollah. And they're a lot harder to get into uh, Gaza, obviously, because it, it... But... There's nothing. Nothing's been able to stop like Hezbollah from getting a ton of these, and Hezbollah likes really likes using them because they can. If you can see a Jew across the border, you can kill the Jew across the border, and they were initially putting up pretty crazy numbers, um, like multiples per day getting sniped. So it was like a true border conflict. Uh, we don't know what numbers of Israeli soldiers have been killed in the border war with Lebanon. Uh, it's a little yeah. more fuzzy how they report numbers. And we've seen video where we know, and there was at least one American Jew who went off to like, he was a, some kind of IDF had served in the IDF prior and came back to fight. And he got killed in one of those. Um, and no, no American Jew has died yet in Gaza, I think, which is interesting. Um, but one has on that, like in the sideshow. So that's what Hezbollah is doing. Um, but there was actually an opinion poll taken in Gaza during that brief ceasefire window over the hostage negotiations over which of like you're the allies you guys like they respected the most, you know, or like, you know, which which country's response was the most, you know, uplifting or they felt most supported by. And it was overwhelmingly the Houthis. The Houthis have, you know, shut down international shipping basically yeah, I, I, forever. I, as far as I can <laughs> tell, they, yeah, they, they like, they really don't have to do too much more to just have one. Like what, what are the, like, cause the United States number one doesn't possess the capability to reopen those lanes. I don't think as a kind of technical operational matter, but even if it did, Shipping companies are not going to take that chance until there's there's a level of um, kind of blanket clampdown that's just not not possible. And even if it were possible, it's just not going to happen. So also, yeah. there's there's nothing in the American arsenal that has not already been fired at Yemen. The they fired they fired eighty tomahawks in the initial wave. That's an entire year's worth of production. But like, not just that, just you know, like... the, the, the Yemen fought the, the alliance of the UAE, Saudi Arabia, um, right. to, to all victory. these other countries. Yeah, they won. <laughs> yeah. But right. like, the, the United States fought on the side of the bad guys in that war. Like the United States supplied. Who like, they still the... call, the United States still call the, 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 even though all the government and the representation at the UN and all this kind of shit is, is controlled by the so-called, like the reason why people say Houthis is because of like Houthi rebels, which I guess I haven't heard Houthi rebel recently, but uh, they still call them Houthis instead of the Yemeni fucking government, which is what they are. Yeah. yeah. Well, also like I mentioned, we mentioned Yemen, it used to be North and South Yemen, and now it's just, it's becoming that again. There's still, there's still yeah. one city in Yemen that's sure. not controlled by that. Right. Yes, yes, yes. But yeah. fuck it, like. They control the capital city, the government. Who cares? And um, at least until it splits again, right, or or whatever. Officially. Yeah, it probably there probably will be some kind of. There was a theoretical quote unquote power sharing deal, but that's not going to happen. That's kind of off, I think. 
Although, actually, it might still be on because the other faction is probably doesn't like the Jews either. You know, it's one of those <laughs> things where, like, like, um, yeah, probably not, probably not. So, but so the they've just done it. Like, you, you can you can shut down international shipping. Shipping companies like they're very risk averse because those fucking big ass boats are hugely expensive feats of like engineering and man hours just to create one of the boats. And they're supposed to have a very long like service lifespan. And uh, you know, if they don't get to the full their full service lifespan, it's a it's a you know, it's a huge, you know, black mark on the balance sheet for these companies. So but the what I was saying is in during the war is the US the US weapons were given to the alliance that fought against the Houthis. All the U.S. hardware you can imagine: Abrams tanks, your your Tomahawks, your your JDAMs. The the Saudis were getting uh whatever you you whatever you can like name. They got it to feed. They got the access to the same like the U.S. was doing intelligence analysis and giving them access to spy satellites. Um, the cope was that. The U.S. was not ordering strikes, but there were American intel officers in their bases of the alliance, like picking out strikes to airstrike and artillery strike and missile strike. And the Houthis just still won. And the most, and that's despite also probably the most horrifying like humanitarian crisis in the 21st century was the block, like was the blockade of Yemen, where like. Basically, they, they, the war fucked up food production, obviously. And then they could, they, and then the American backed alliance refused to let food go in, much like Gaza. So that's why these guys don't care. Like the guys, in, the, the Houthis in Yemen, or just the Yemeni people at this point, like they took horrendous losses in that war. They, they watched like old people and kids all die in this famine. And they see it happening, like, literally again, where the, so it's kind of like, it's, it's, it's a, there's a blockade of, there's, like, the Saudis blockaded the, blockaded the Yemenis. If anyone, like, say, Iran wanted to send food in to them so they wouldn't all starve to death, the, that aid would be destroyed. And if those people who trying to send aid sent, sent in their navy or their military to break through for the aid, the U.S. would jump in to defeat them. The Iranians wanted to give food to the Houthis. They had to smuggle it in through kind of crazy ways along with weapons. The same thing is now happening in Gaza, where the Egyptians and like, the whole world wants to get food into Gaza. If the Egyptians ship the food in, the trucks will be destroyed. The, the they'll be blown up with airstrikes. And if the Egyptians want to, you know, attack Israel or use their military to escort the food they if the Egyptians fight against the Israelis the US will jump in and kill them same thing with with the Lebanese so the US is like basically essentially enabling like the two greatest mass starvations in the 21st century unopposed and everyone sees this and um I was listening to a podcast by a, a journalist in um, in uh, he lives in he's a Lebanese. He's an American born, re- re-emigrated to Lebanon, 
because he didn't feel, you know, he felt he was he was more uh, Lebanese. And while I was while he was talking, he talked. So he he's a journalist. Uh, he covers this kind of stuff. When October eleventh happened, his mother in America asked him to fly home for you know while it was like right right after it kicked off because he lives in Beirut, and he comes he comes home to America, and he talked about the insanity like of American media and how the whole thing is covered, and what he knew to be true, and like he like finding himself questioning like reality, watching American media and what how it was being covered. Um, like the fact that the crime, like he's, he's talking about how whenever Palestinians die, it's like an earthquake or a flood. And then when they fight, like, and they're, and any kind of action they take to resist, resist is like considered like evil terrorism. So when they're killed, they're killed by just happenstance in, in American media or, Oh, 10,000 Palestinians died, whatever. And he talked about actually the, like he eventually got, decided to you know, buy a ticket home, I think after a month or two, goes back to Lebanon in Beirut and just talks about how, like, the feeling of, like, knowing you're not fucking crazy when you're outside of the American, like, info sphere, like, it's it's designed to make you crazy, and, like, leaving it, when people actually, like, cover this conflict, it's like going into a different world, like or, like, the real world, as, as he said it. So, I, I do think that, like, global opinion is... It has to be up. It's 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 possibly worse than it's ever been. Just looking at like what the U.S. is actually doing. Like basically, you're 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 like the bouncer at a bar, and like you're keeping the you're keeping like the EMTs out as you're watching someone like die because they don't have like whatever the right shoes on. It's retarded. Like it's like it's obviously retarded and evil. And I think the whole world sees through it. Um, outside of like. I know the German media is terrible and the British media, the BBC uh, has been like during the genocide trial at the uh, ICJ did not air the South African delegations like wow. attack and then aired in its entirety, the Israeli defense. Yeah. Like, but I, but like that's that, I don't know. I, I like to think that's not sustainable as a, well, that's interesting. I, I've actually, so I, you know, I, I pay attention to NPR just to sort of, you know, keep a tabs on what a certain, um, not the like Jews in charge, but the kind of um, oven middle class bureaucrat gang uh, functionary. Anyway, uh, they have, they, they do BBC NewsHour and the, at least for the, the radio BBC, um, they asked, pointed, they, they're, they're, they stopped short of course, of being, you know, explicitly anti-Zionist, but they ask pointed questions of the, of the Jews that they have on. And the framing is on balance, I would say pro-Palestinian um, for, for, for the, for, for at least the radio side of things. And, and maybe that's the, I know that the editorial line tends in that kind of direction, the BBC, but I guess there, there are limits of course. Yeah. And I, I, the, the BBC is like, you know, it's always kind of been a joke, right? It's, it's just like, it is government news. Uh, well, I'm not. Or, yes, I'm not defending the BBC's coverage of the. Uh, yeah. no, they, they, did, they did attack the during the hospital when the hospital was taken over. They did like has, there are people there. I think it's one of the ways to say there are individuals for the BBC. 
and they can't be sure. fired for like you can't be fired for like asking point questions. It just it's just it's just a bad look, you know. No, on balance, of course they're not. They're never yeah. gonna like actually be anti, you know, take a hard line against Israel or something. But they're like, compared to Fox News and the New York Times and just American media across the spectrum, it's it's definitely um, it's noticeably more sympathetic to the Palestinians, for sure. Yep. Yeah. And uh, but you know, yes, I mean I, the American the American media is uniquely. I've heard I had I have I I'm hearing horror stories from our people in Germany about like the German media. It's just like apoplectic. Like yeah, I have not paid I have not seen the German press at all. I have no idea what how they're talking about it. Yeah, yeah. but it's it's you know it is what it is. Uh, the stuff with Ukraine has been very interesting. Uh, Ukraine is basically like. It seems like they're going to get one last aid package, and then that's it. And they're they've made it as big as they could make it, or they're making it as big as they make it. But then, like, they're done. Um, to the point of artillery shells, like literally artillery shells, the thing that the Jews do not need. The Jews could get by with J dams for a while because they just, like Mike Enoch said, they blew it all like niggers on check on the first of the month, like just bombing Gaza indiscriminately. The Jews could just have not done that. Like they didn't have to do that. And the idea that, like, we're going to prioritize the Ukrainians who, like, have a desperate and legitimate need for tactical, like, tactical purposes for artillery versus, like, the Jewish need to just, like, just launch shells in the general direction of of Palestinians is retarded. It's, like, it's the wrong move tactically, right? Obviously, obviously like, Zog gets much more use out of a shell going to Ukraine than it does going to Israel. But like Zog's not rational, so you're gonna see bad decisions. And I think part of that is just like any aid. I think so. Obviously, in a, without a war in Israel, aid can go to Ukraine. However much they need, how much we can produce. Like the limit of aid going to Ukraine was literally like American industrial capacity for the military industrial complex. Now I think you're seeing like, especially among these retarded Chabad Louvish Jews, um, the tunnel Jews, if you will. That any they see any aid going to Ukraine in any form, other than maybe money, as like stuff the Jews are losing, like like that should have gone to us, Goy. Like the Republicans have gotten retard. Like they were Republicans were always like towards the in the past couple months have been like, oh, you know, the Ukraine aid needs to be decreased or whatever. It's too much or it's whatever. But now, like you're seeing Republicans saying no more aid for Ukraine, point blank. Period. Go fuck yourself. And I think that's because these Jews see literally anything going into Ukraine that's like a military thing from the U.S. is like being deprived. It's it's Israel being deprived of that. So obviously, I, I think this. I think Ukraine is going to. It's not going to be fast just because of the the numbers involved and the scale and the the, the hundreds of thousands of soldiers. But I think the 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 wind has only turned and like. You're even seeing you're seeing Ukrainians say we need to be able to build an army of we need like a to recruit five hundred thousand people or like it's all over, which is not like a thing you say when you're winning uh, by any means. I think peace in Ukraine in some form is uh, increasingly on the table in the next year as a result of this, and uh, 
I don't think we ever see the big like fall apart of the Ukrainian armed military. Um, at least next year. It's in the next year. Like you don't see the big breakthroughs and huge encirclements and you know hundreds of kilometers taken in a, in like a week. But I think you're going to see the Ukraine. The, the Ukraine thing is going to keep basically keep keep wrapping up, if you will, like the. These, this is going to, uh, it, it's kind of, they're going to keep muddling through. They're going to keep losing small amounts of ground to the point where, uh, it just becomes inc- basically untenable that we keep, uh, saying, okay, well, they're going to win. Now it's going to come. Well, there's going to be some kind of a, a some kind of a peace agreement. What are the, what I are that is? You're right. But, uh, but I don't, um, well, sorry. Go on, and then I'll I'll, I'll say. But like, whatever that is, and how favorable it is for Zog is still kind of up in the air. But I don't see the Ukrainian army collapsing e- even at literally the levels of support. Um, what and do you, I you mean, well, where do they get their? Well, you mean well, if they're if they're not being supplied by the U.S. military, how are they fighting? They still have like, a lot of hardware and people. You don't like you 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 can just have like very they're still getting like stuff from europe the european i think european shell production is still going to them which is meaningful they're getting shells in in re, in in usable numbers but i don't think they're getting currently in, I don't, in usable numbers or or other vehicles yeah, or anything like that from what i understand you can hold like lines missiles with, rockets you can they, you can it's it's it, you can play defense and expend a lot less equipment um the russians have been doing it for a while in a right. lot of places in the front, I think we're going to see, like, like just also they're going to be able to tight, have to tighten their tighten their lines up. The Ukrainians will have to like probably fall back and to create more defensive area, more defensive places. Um, you're going to see like territory lost, but I think it's going to be in a controlled manner, just based on the size of the Ukrainian military. It is a huge military. Um, I, I think that's that's undoubtedly true for for at least the next couple months. I'm I'm le- and so I guess you know. Uh, it depends maybe on, on the time frame. My thing is more because um, I I hope you're right. And, and I imagine that in, yes, of course, in principle, some kind of negotiated, some kind of negotiated settlement is inevitable. The, the, the thing is, I don't, I don't, I mean, unless Russia essentially just lose, you know, snatches a terrible strategic defeat from the jaws of this victory, which, you know, there's a certain Russian Russians, especially Russian military types, are famously doomers. You know, Strelkov is the maybe apotheosis of the uh, the doomer Russian military general type figure, but this is a you know, well-known archetype. And um, so those and those it makes up a big chunk of the commentariat, um, the you know pro-Russian online. So um, yes, I, it's definitely been discussed that uh, yeah, it's it's possible that uh, Russia could. Um, you know, somehow throw away their gains. I don't actually think that's really. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think. I, I think that the the opportunity the opportunity for that was was actually the um, the deal that Boris Johnson blew up. That that would have amounted not exactly to a Russian strategic defeat per se, but um, would have essentially kicked the can down the road in a way that was on balance harmful to yeah. Russia's. Position. I do think that a negotiated settlement is still kicking the can, probably. Well, I think that, I mentioned this, of course, this, that's, like, that's last year. Like, well, it depends to, on it depends on what, this, what the terms of the negotiation yeah. are, what the terms of the settlement. It's because, very likely like, we, have, yeah. we have this war again. 
It's right, expensive. unless yeah, like, unless Russia takes all the territory, basically all of Novorussia, including probably uh, not Kharkov, uh, Odessa, and Nikolaev, and um, and this then there's will a hard up into the Carpathian Mountains. Right, that which is probably how what that's going to be the end result anyway. The question is, does Russia have to conquer all that far, or are they are there are there going to be territorial concessions up to that far? Because otherwise, it's just and we, there may be a pause for ten or twenty years or however long. Probably not. Probably a lot less than twenty years. Probably not even ten. But um, unless unless there's some like the the new border is going to have to be essentially the Carpathian Mountains exactly. And and whether that happens as a result of ter- territorial concessions or whether that happens as, as a result of you know warfare is is really the only question as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and I I don't I think it's it has become like a almost like a sideshow in like the western media doesn't give a shit anymore no one's no one's talking to ukrainians there's no more teary-eyed whatever yeah um i'm concerned as to what's actually going to be in this big final like money bomb infusion um because it's just money at this point right like like obviously i don't know what the material um like well the the whole point is there's there's no there's no shells in this in this package so what's in this fucking package like there, it could just there be aren't money. like planes or tanks either, from what I understand. So yeah, Correct. what what you know, what is it? Yeah. Um it might just be money to buy them by arm like buy mark arms on the market, which on the probably isn't the bad yeah, I guess. Yeah. But um that's all you still, can yeah. really imagine. Because yeah, also, I also, like, I mean, high, yeah. also like I guess high mar like high mars missiles, like things that the Israelis don't need. Are probably going to be like like they're probably never going to run out of hot you know missiles for these that system right well Um, so but i mean that's the thing is i guess to to sort of project it outward um i just don't i mean the problem is i don't see i don't know i guess it it depends on how much autonomy the ukrainian government actually has and and what um what the internal factional you know byzantine machinations are like and all that kind of stuff but i don't i don't see how the american government accepts defeat essentially i mean i, I don't because that's what it's one way or another like the problem with the, the problem with again everybody wants the war to end and the, there to be a negotiated settlement and the, the problem is is is, the, is america going to sign off on those kind of territorial concessions i don't i mean maybe I guess I hope so, but I, I just don't. I don't. I don't see it. Now again, maybe maybe that's where the Ukrainian government um, says we're we're tired. We've lost. There's there's now uh, the latest figure I saw, which is uh, supposedly compiled from obituaries, is four hundred thousand. Four hundred thousand KIA, not inclusive, not including um, uh, wounded and so on. This is this is purely from obituaries. Is four hundred? We're north of four hundred thousand. That's just, it's, it's, it's just, it's time to stop. And, and it's been, it was never time to start, but I, you know, but what's, what is the appetite for destruction on the, on the um, Ukrainian side? I don't know. I can't answer. I'd have no insight into that. Yeah. I mean, also, I, I don't know, like what the Ukrainian military is, is kind of a weird thing institutionally. Like yeah. it, it, the Ukrainian army never kind of wanted to, or higher command, kind of never, like, never even wanted like the war in Donetsk. It was kind of a thing yeah. they were forced into anyway. Um, like, how much have they been actually purged to where like 
there's an ideological like Ukrainian ultranationalist thing going on versus like you know the actual guys in control are just like old ex-Soviets who are like what the fuck like they're they're still like confused you know like although I think at this point like there's sunk costs to a large degree as well um, which which sucks Uh, but uh, I do want to I I am very interested to see what the numbers are for losses actually out of this when they finally yeah. do come out. If we ever find like real numbers, because I, I don't necessarily take that for it sounds right, but I have no way of verifying it. And yeah. you know, um, but yeah, what what the actual numbers are if we ever learn will will definitely be very interesting. Especially if we can get kind of a time series, like you know, what were the, what was the rate early on? What was the rate during the siege of Bakhmut, etc. Yeah, uh, I yeah I, I think we're gonna see a. a, a a series of a series of Bakhmuts, you know, till the, till the end. There's always going to be some fucking town. Um, <laughs> I yeah, maybe. I mean, I think at a certain point, depending on the material situation, like if they run out of drones, that could open up um, possibilities for maneuver. Also, the they're really past. They're they're. Um, this is the as I understand it, the last. They're basically approaching the fi- the Russian army is approaching the final line of serious fortifications that were prepared to any extent prior to the outbreak of the war. Um, and, and, and these, the, where they're at is already significantly less built up than the areas that they seized in, in the first year. Um, so, you know, once they're, once they're, once they're, once the Slavyansk gets taken in the Bakhmut Mariupol fashion and, and Chesovyar and Konstantinovka in the South, I don't know what is in between there to really prevent. I assure um, you, there's been. I'm sure there's something, but two, if they, but no, if the United States, two the American years, support is already, you know, two years of support is going through. Yeah. Like concrete's cheap. There's plenty of labor. There's a lot of you know. It's a huge army, which means there's lots of hands to do bullshit work. Like, again, <laughs> like, like, sure, lots um, of territorial defense slaves to, yeah, conscript and. Yeah, like I, 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 just, I don't see a, I don't see the the great breakthrough uh, ever, which is kind of true because you never really even saw like the great break for the great breakthroughs in World War Two were always like achieved through massive surprise. Yeah, like the idea of the, uh, like they're gonna come here and we're gonna fight them in like if you know where they're coming, it's very hard to to break through. Break, yeah, of break through. Yeah. Um, even D-Day, you know, to some extent was not, and then that wasn't arguably not really even a breakthrough. It was, I mean, they, they took him forever. To, also, it was massive to surprise too. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, so yeah, I, I, D-Day was, I mean, the whole operation was behind schedule throughout. Like there was no point at which they were, they were making their timetable. So yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so in terms, and in terms of the Palestine thing, the, I guess the biggest news is that the Israelis have said they're dropping forces in Gaza down to 25,000 from 50,000. How much of Gaza that means they're taking? There's been all kinds of reports from the Arabs that uh, they've like they've fallen all the way out of Gaza City. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true, but yeah, there's they're clear. Well, the thing is, they were talking a huge game of like we're going to occupy the whole thing, and they're essentially. It's, I haven't really seen it talked about, but they're essentially. I wouldn't quite say you know, going home with their tail between their legs, but there are certainly some of them who are, and the, those who are remaining, it's unclear. This is this is going to continue to be a brutal slog for the IDF for the foreseeable future. And I, I don't 
I don't know. I'm not convinced yeah. that they have the capability to actually conclude victory according to any of their stated objectives. Yeah. I. I am wondering if they are literally just going to like the mass starvation thing. Like actually we're yeah. just doing starvation. Yeah. Like and at what point does that get to become like I mean, obviously genocide like, international human rights law is a joke, right? The, the IGJ yeah, but, is you know, you, but people have phones, like people see, you know, kids starving yeah, and like, dying in the street. Like it's not going to like at a certain point Egypt and Lebanon and you know, and also, they're, they're not like so. This is like a Holocaust that actually it's actually happening if they're going right. to try to do it, which yeah. means unlike in like movies and books written by shuttle fucking retards, peep they're going to fight. Like so, what yeah. what holds back white nationalists and what holds back Hamas is that everyone in Gaza is not a member of Hamas. It's true. It's sad, but everyone in Gaza is not a fighter for Hamas. They will be if this is the plan. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, yeah. And also, like, if the plan... Uh, you know, like, if the, if the size of Hamas is 300,000 guys and women, probably at that point, that's going to be a, a hell of a thing. Like, they, they will be able to push yeah. out. Like, um, we also made, <coughs> also made, made jo- uh, joking jokes that in Jew propaganda... You've noticed the Jews being browner and browner. Have you, have you noticed this trend? Oh yes, 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 yes. And uh, the uh, sure. yeah. and even the Palestinians being made whiter and, and whiter. <laughs> yes. uh, like the, the, there's two there's two old old ladies Nina baddies old, you know, up and down the yes. yes. Well, they have the picture of two Christian old ladies that they fucking killed that they were accused of being spot Christian women in like by that monastery or was a monastery or the nunnery that had been killed who were like grandmothers. It's very horrifying, but they were also very white, like. You, I would have believed they were any any nursing home in America, you know. They were just two old ladies, mm-hmm. and uh, they were just white. Like they, just, I, I mean, I just couldn't tell. They they had brown eyes, I guess, which is okay. Yeah. Um. The my I, I joked that uh, by the end of this war, you're going to see like the SS Viking division emerge from the tunnels as they're all increasingly blonder and paler. That would be cool. And storm that would be cool. Yeah. It's like, if it, you know, against these fucking, as, as the Jews get like darker and niggerier and darker and like, it's, it's, it's very, it is interesting. Also, I'm, I had, a, I had a talk with a friend about like just the Jew in general and how, how, like how they operate and their religion because we talk about the, the whole like, Hasidic thing being like ultra orthodox thing is like it's like two hundred years old. Like they made that shit up very recently. Like America is older than like the Hasidic movement. Um, yeah, it's not some ancient thing. It's about and like uh, what what was Judaism before that? And Judaism before that is always kind of just like riffing off the society around it. It's like always like oh you know like we it's like we're you know actually it's like they find an angle. In a society, it's like, oh well, you know, we're the we're the older Christians, and we have our own kind of funny church, and we have our own. We do it on Saturday, not Sunday. You know, it's like always like these kind of weird, funny stuff they do. But there, because there isn't really a Jewish like culture or society, it's always just like in relation to its host thing, and not to denigrate the Arabs who are doing an excellent job throughout this whole affair, 
but the Jews in Israel are kind of reverting to becoming a, a Middle Eastern country in a lot of ways. Like you can, just the way they talk and the way they they act. You know, like they don't they're not acting like you would imagine. Like okay, we take six million Europeans and put them here, or four whatever million Europeans and put them here. They're they're acting much more similar to an Arab state than a Western state. And that's because obviously they're Semitic people. But I think they're like regression regression to the Hebe is hitting here because of like Jewish success. But it's hitting them in Israel like you wouldn't believe. They're reg- sure. they're regressing to Muhammad or whatever you want to call it. Like they're <laughs> you know like they're not doing like they're not doing a good job militarily. Uh they it's it's I think it's very clear they're they're just they they they're going in with overwhelming force. They're blowing the fuck out of everything. And then they're still getting like hit enough that they can't achieve like objectives. And they also don't know what their objectives are. Like I can't, I, I was trying to think of what is a infantry like officer. Like is it, say you, you say you're a platoon commander in part of Gaza city right now. What's the mission you're given? Like actually, so the mission is to destroy and degrade Hamas or whatever. What does that actually like, look like to a ground force junior officer? It's, are they like because if they're holding in place and just like taking a certain city block and securing it, they're getting sniped and tagged from far away and got pe- people materializing inside their block from a tunnel and just killing them, killing them and leaving. So like your your either your base objective is just stupid and slowing you down, or it's changing every day. Like this day, your patrol would secure this area and do this, and, it, and it, to the point they're just walking around and getting shot. Like, which was a criticism of American the Americans in um, you know. The, in Iraq, but when the Americans would walk around and get shot, they had like there was there what that it contributed to like an overarching thing where like okay we are building up the Iraqi police and military to eventually take this job from us. There is no like Palestinian equivalent. Like the PLO is kind of that in the West Bank, but they're not the, the Jews aren't standing up some kind of like PLO force to replace. I'd be worried if they were like if there was like a I don't know some kind of like uh or sorry PLA some kind of PLA police force moving in Gaza alongside the Jews I might get worried but they're not they're just running around and getting shot like there's no it's not a counterinsurgency it's just a race war but they're not like but also they can't just murder every civilian. They just can't. So, (laughs) so they're, they're, they're stuck between like, do you want to, like, do you want to just be patrolling Gaza forever? Because they're going to lose. You tried that over and over again. Like you, they cannot just occupy Gaza. They need to ethnically cleanse it. The Gazans are refusing to be ethnically cleansed. Like they're at an impact. Like ethnic cleansing requires assent because people getting ethnically cleansed aren't like Jews who just like, march into the ovens that they're going to fight you and they're going to fight you at like very close, you know, close up where your machines matter less and less and less. Yeah. that's Yeah. And so the long-term, the long-term structural trends just favor, or I guess, you know, Zog is fucked. Like I don't see like where, where is the, you know, but for both the United States and Israel, where are the structural factors going to come in that are going to offset 
these dynamics. I don't. Yeah. I don't see. And it. if the Jews do just starve them to death in front of the whole world, yeah, I mean, that's, then then I, I then they deserve what, what happens next. I mean, they already yeah, did. yeah. I don't know. Um, like what's but it's the... not going to happen. I don't like that. That's that, I have to imagine that long before that's actually um, that you know that they're that that essentially a, a kinetic regional war breaks out, which we're already uh, on on the path to. I one of the the headlines. Um, Actually, I was surprised to see the New York Times basically saying front page news after this airstrikes on on Yemen that um, it's already a regional war. The question is how much it expands is was essentially the headline. I was like, wow, OK, well, that's a hell of a admission. I mean, I agree, but um, damn, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think it's it's the Yemeni thing. They it's they're calling a lot of bluffs. Uh, they're also. uh they're just, hey, like, they're not beatable either. Like, it more, much more so even than the Gazans. Like, if you kill all the Gazans, the Houthis might just say, actually, there's no more boats allowed here forever. Right. Like, yeah. You know, like, what are they going to do? To what can anyone do to stop it? Nothing. I mean, there's no, if, you know, I guess yeah. you could do the same thing. You could give the Houthis the, the Palestinian treatment, but then it's just, you know, it just, they already did that. An the Houthis escalating. already got, yeah. the Houthis <laughs> yeah, got, right. Uh, yeah. Like four thousand Houthis died of, because of starvation. Like they got like what happened to got like? Did you see the Houthi announcement that like we were so happy they were bombing us because yeah, like, yeah. like they hadn't been bombing us for years and we saw we, we felt saw, bad because the Palestinians were getting bombed and we weren't. We're like, hey Jews, where's our bombs? Yeah, that's a legitimate <laughs> thing, you know. Lots of developments. I guess we we could we could drill down even more. I, 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 I do have my, a I, a one one more uh, brief announcement. Um, if you want to. Uh, I was thinking how to kind of expand show content. Um, we're going to have a email address you can email in show comments, like to us that we oh, will yeah, read if good. we think they're if we think they're good. Um, that will that's a great I will create idea. that and it will be debut uh, next show. So uh, prepare your cool. nigger comments, and I guess if you want to <laughs> leave a comment on a show we did, I guess you know that's older. That works too. Just put an episode which episode you're referring to. Um, so yeah. You know, write write your essays now, and uh, we'll ha- next episode. I'll have an email address. Y'all can get it. We and we kind of we can kind of run down the the comments if they're good. Yes, that's a great idea. Okay, cool. Well, yes, um, it's great to be. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, and I think we we will also be uh, back in. A, I don't know about every week necessarily, but but certainly in a more regular recording schedule than yep. we have been for the past several months. Yeah, so, and I anyway, think- with that, yeah, sorry. No good. I think we're targeting Sunday, but we're also targeting dead spaces. You know, like if if there's a spice in the count. In, in I don't the, know. We'll see. If, like, I, I was also thinking Saturday, so that gives people you know more opportunity to hear it on Sunday. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll um, see. But it just um, depends. It just depends. But yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah. Um, hope you all enjoyed and uh, take care, everybody.
Yeah.